I'm rolling. Let's do this. <laughs> there we go. I got it. Pat asked me if I knew anybody who went to the Stones concert last night, and I said my brother, and he said there were a lot of canes <laughs> and people limping. <laughs> yep. Accurate. And you were there, Reavers. Yes, I bought a last-minute ticket, as I told on GL. Did you get a cheap? What did it cost? 70 bucks, and I sat in the club level. But I wow. went by myself, so I only needed mm. one. But okay. that's the way to do it for those uh, for those big shows, man. Wait till the well, last minute. Well, I missed them again. The only time I have ever seen them was for their three tunes at a Super Bowl. That was basically it. Which one was that? Uh, I can't remember. It's in Detroit. Yes, Detroit. That must have yeah, been that 82. Was the best part of the no, 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 that would have no, been no. Pittsburgh and Seattle. The second oh, time yeah. in Detroit. Yeah. I saw every Twin Cities performance with the exception of last night and the 1964 one out at Reggie's Dance Land in Excelsior. I would have liked to have seen Reggie's Dance Land. 2006. Now, was Reggie's Dance Land different than the roller rink? That I don't know. Because the roller rink is where I saw Roy Orbison and the Beach Boys and oh, a bunch of people. That's probably the like same that. thing. Yeah. Because it was just, it was up, it was a second floor. Yeah. Were the that, Beach Boys wearing their Beach Boys shirts? You know, the same boy, shirt? I you think can't so. Remember. I can't remember. But uh, Roy was, I remember Roy. I think I saw Roy twice. Oh, and that's where we, you can't always get what you want, right? Isn't that well, I, legend? Well, he ran into, uh, uh, who was the guy in Excelsior? That guy is so full of crap. <laughs> well, he's no longer he, with us. And he broke that story out every, every time, time they yeah. came to every town. Time. Right. And some sucker on some TV station went for it. Joe, did you see what I did there? That was a great <laughs> Kenny Olsen cast. I knew that I was going to catch that big that fit. Guy, the Stones were there. Jimmy Hut, Hutmaker. Jimmy, Jimmy Hutmaker. Hutmaker. He broke that out. And the town, the town uh, celebrity of Excelsior, and he said he was standing the next day at the drugstore. Yeah. Mick Jagger was there, and Jimmy was disappointed because he ordered a, a strawberry fizz or something and didn't get the strawberry. Uh, Coca-Cola cherry red. Yeah, Coca-Cola cherry red, and Mick said, well, you can't always get what you I want. I thought it was the other way around. Maybe the other I way around. Mick ordered yeah. something, yeah. he couldn't get it, and Jimmy. The story changed every Jimmy, time Jimmy told. Jimmy was the hero who yeah. said, you can't, can't always get what, what you want. want. Yeah, and he just stopped and Imagine his wow. surprise six months later when it was uh, number one Number one, single. two. You know, yeah. Jagger has to know that story. Yes. And you would think of all these appearances in the Twin Cities, he would have clarified it. Right. <laughs> yes, I know. Just set the record I straight. I think he felt poor old Jimmy if he wanted to tell that story. Yeah. But here's the deal. Let it ride. Channel 4 would do it, and then the next time 5 would do it, and this the year, next time 11, 9 yeah. would do we, it. And this who's year, doing 11, the Jimmy did story? They, do it? they did it. 11 who's did doing it? the Jimmy story? <laughs> yeah, we got it. <laughs> they did it again. Even though Jimmy's dead. We, we break it out again, huh? Yep. Okay. Maybe they one of Jimmy's be, kids has carried well, they, on the they, tradition. They, uh, they probably had old video that they did from back sure. in the old days. Pat, so how would you describe to listeners who maybe have joined us only in recent years, who was Louis Cardinal? How would you wrap that up? Before you answer, the Stones on February 5th, 2019, played at Ford Field in Detroit. That was no, that was an appearance. That's, no, that, not, that's the Super not the Super Bowl. The oh. Super Bowl, they did the halftime show. You were right the first time, 06. Yeah. Damn it, why do I second guess myself? And that's that so cool. was, I had stopped covering Super Bowls, but the uh, the crew all got their heads together, saw that the Super Bowl was in Detroit, and said, do you want to go to the Super Bowl? So, uh, you know, why because not? it was in Detroit, I went to the Super Who Bowl. Who was Louis Kurt? Louis was... Our Catholic conscience. Yes, he was. 
because yes, unlike your mother Mary Helen, mm -hmm. that was off the air Catholic right. conscious. <laughs> Louis was on the air. He was our Catholic conscious conscience. Conscience. Yep. And uh, I, I would say that. And uh, there's something else he brought to the table. I, I'm just trying to remember. He he never really called in with many opinions on actual sporting events or anything, did he? Oh, yeah. He? He, oh, sure. He was I told the Pollock back there <laughs> that the potatoes got to get ready and we're getting a... He yeah. referred to her a as long, the Pollock. A longtime <laughs> noted town ball player. Yes, he was a very good character. Very good Tombo. baseball player. Yes, yes remind, he was. Remind me, which team did he play for? I know you've told me Well, before. I'm going to tell you a story. Oh, here. okay. Mm. Was it Gaylord? No, I'm not sure. This is from Rebecca, who might very well be a Cardinal, mm -hmm. because there were 12 of them. Three 12 pages kids. she gave yeah. you there? This, this is a good one. Okay. A couple of weeks ago, Rookie offhandedly remarked that there are no good town ball stories. Did you do that? Yes. Did you say that? From Reavers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she didn't listen to the whole sentence. From Reavers. Well, That's why he's been banned from talking from town yes. ball. Right? Well, yes. I'm here to prove him wrong with another Louis Cardinal town ball story. Okay. Here goes. One summer back in the early 1950s, Louie was offered a job as a player, manager, groundskeeper for Sleepy Eye. Ooh, Included in the deal town. was the use of a lake home near the field. Since the family was still fairly mobile, having only five of the eventual 12 kids, <laughs> he decided to pack them up and move to Sleepy Eye for the summer. I'm sure it will come as no surprise that after home games, it was common for the team to retreat to a nearby bar. Their favorite was a dark and dusty, no-frills watering hole where the local farmers would gather most afternoons for a couple of canoopers before heading home for their <laughs> evening chores. I love canoopers. It was an era when a man could bring a kid or two with him to the bar. I remember that era. My dad used to bring yes. me to Vince Gineers. Oh, yeah. Uh, and I'd stare at that Ham's beer sign with the water. Ooh, that oh, was neat. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It was an era when a man could bring a kid or two with him to the bar to sit and watch the old man drink for a couple of hours <laughs> after a game. Therefore, no eyebrows were raised, nor were any Head's turn when Louie entered the bar with a nine-year-old spike in tow. As long as they had a Nesbitt orange pop sure. to put a straw yeah, right. in, you were good. <laughs> right. They hadn't been there that long when one of the farmers began loudly complaining about one of his sows. She had recently furrowed a litter of piglets and refused to let anyone near them for inspection. <laughs> he went on and on about how no one had ever encountered a beast like her and how she must have been a demon born straight out of hell. <laughs> uh -huh. I don't know why Louie was irritable that day. Perhaps they'd lost the game, but for some reason the farmer's incessant whining really began to get on his nerves. <laughs> so with a wave of dismissal and a nod towards Spike, he announced to the bar, ah, my kid could catch one of them piglets. <laughs> Before anyone knew what was happening, Louie and Spike found themselves in the car following the farmer out to his property. <laughs> Alongside the pigeon, the bet was negotiated. The farmer suggested five bucks. Louis agreed, saying, okay, but let's see your kid go first. Uh, the farmer had a 14-year-old son who'd been milling about, tending to the animals. He turned to his son and barked at him to get in the pig pen and fetch a piglet. Dutifully, his son climbed over the fence and made it three steps before being charged by the sow. <laughs> he leaped back over the fence, saying, nope, I can't do it. Now it was Spike's turn. Now, I don't mean to be uncharitable here, but there really is no other way to put it. Spike was the runt of the cardinal litter. <laughs> Skinny and short, he always appeared to be about two years younger than his actual age, and at first glance, his Coke bottle thick glasses did nothing to elevate him in anyone's estimation. 
However, what he lacked in stature, he made up for in speed and toughness. As Louie lifted Spike over the fence rail, the sum of his... Some of his advice was, hey, Spikey, run over there and grab us one of them piglets. We'll have it for our supper. And don't let that sow catch you. She's pretty grumpy. Spike off took, running, took off running in the direction of the piglets as fast as his little legs would carry him. He scooped one up and ran back all the while with the sow hard on his heels and grunting. Louie lifted them back over the fence and handed the, handed the piglet to the farmer, saying, there you go. Angrily, the farmer handed off the piglet to his own son. Reluctantly, he took out his wallet, peeled out a $5 bill, and handed it to Louie. Then, my favorite part of the story, Louie and Spike returned to the bar. Once his, <laughs> once five in, bucks in hand. Once inside, Louie hoisted Spike onto a stool at the end of the bar, placed the $5 bill on the counter, instructed the bartender, give the kid whatever he wants until it's gone. <laughs> now I await good. rookie's apology. Wow. Good luck, Rebecca. I would. She uh, sounds like a family member. P.S. <laughs> Years later, my dad ran into Leo Wells at one of those Mancini Sports Hall of Fame dinners. Leo told him, you know, I think Louie got it right. Sleepy Eye paid him three grand for that summer. A few years earlier, when I was shortstop for the White Sox, I was paid 600 bucks for the whole season. Wow. Uh, Leo's no longer with us. No, I, I knew guess. Leo Wells. Oh, Leo would get up and go to after his wife Town and Country Club. At Town Sitting and Country. table by himself with a full suit on. on really? And, and yeah. uh, people would come over and talk yep. to Leo. Yep. And he'd I did many times. I and saw uh, people would come over and he'd have a fine Friday night or yep. Saturday yep. night dinner and yep. be dressed to the nines, yep. man. Yep. What did he do for a living? You know? I think he was a salesman yeah. of clothing, I think. Was he really? Think, well, he yeah. looks like a guy who would sell yeah. a Hart, Schaffner, and Mark suit. Yeah, Leo Wells. Does like Sleepy Eye still have a Tomball team, Pat? Yes. Oh, they do. Okay. Yeah. Sleepy Eye by St. Cloud. No, no, it's, no, it's down, down by, by uh, New Al Um. Yes, down by. Didn't you ever watch Little House in the Prairie? You moron. Yeah, I did. They go to Sleepy Eye all the time. It's down by Walnut Grove. Uh, <laughs> Dana Kicker, the pitcher. Yep. Fairfax, Minnesota, his yep. whole life, but he was born in the Sleepy Eye Hospital. Mm. So, the place of birth. They Sleepy could claim Eye. Him. So all his time with the Red Sox, the announcers had great fun with the idea that this kid from Sleepy Eye, Minnesota, because they love the name Sleepy right. Eye, and uh, Dana the, spent, he, beyond playing some games there, he spent two, days, okay. two days. Sleepy yeah. Eye is Sleepy either Eye. really a great name for a town or a really bad name that's for a, a town. Name. Like I a think bad it's kind of cool, name, Home of the great R.J. Fritz. Yeah. Oh, that's well, right. John, yeah, R.J. Right. from there. I have a memory. very nice town, nice, clean, pristine town, little lake right in town. It's a, it's a gorgeous town right on the river. I have a population from the 50s. They used to be in the same conference as the Folder Red Raiders. When the parents on our block were <laughs> warning the kids about a car that went by, and they said, that car is from Sleepy Eye. I still remember that. I don't know. As if they're trying to give you. Strangers have the best candy. Look out! Yeah. Well, stranger alert. I was just gonna say, not only do they have a town ball team still, Pat, the Sleepy Eye Indians, they follow me on Twitter. Oh, really? I should have. I should have known better than that. So I was down in Worthington the other day. I came and went, but I got me thinking once again. How those towns down there, Worthington in the 50s, late 50s, if you drove, they had hoods. Yep. They had the hoods, the leather jackets oh, yeah, and the hoods. cars, most, some of them on motorcycles. Oh, yeah. You could be driving down Main Street, and if there was a good-looking 
group of young ladies there, you had to keep right on going because if the, hoods, if the hood saw you, you messing or talking trouble. to the that was slate, tossing to Pinky, yeah. you know, talking to Pinky. Pinky on, uh, <laughs> what was the name of Pinky in the uh, tr- the Travolta movie? Was it Pinky Tuscadero. Pinky, Pinky, Pinky Tuscadero was Happy Days. If she was, oh, was it? If yeah. she was on the corner. Those oh, yeah. hoods. And oh, yeah. I always... Uh, <laughs> would you say, keep moving there, stranger. Yeah, no, I think they just stare at you. Yeah. Ooh, man. Sandra yeah. always Sandra thought D. Marlon Brando's gang was going to come rumbling down the street there from uh, Wild Things in 1954. Looking up Sleepy Eye Population 3401, 2019. Is it that high? Is it really? Yeah, oh, and the elevation larger. is 1,000 feet. Okay. Well, There's um, a lake there, huh? Yeah. Sleepy Eye Lake, yes. That's yeah. must have been where Louie had his place. But mm-hmm. they have... Uh, uh, of course, uh, on the tracks they have the station, mm-hmm. you know, the, the train station. Yeah. That is now turned into the Sleepy Eye Museum. Oh, yeah. You know, yes, you got right. you got some you know big <laughs> big history. But I did Might see be a, a picture in there of Louis getting a base hit. Probably. Yeah. But it was funny on uh, uh, Twitter the or Instagram the other day. One of these smartasses put a thing out. It said, "Visit our historic downtown," and then it showed a picture of. Like every de- every downtown Down. that's ever been. Yeah. There's nothing they historic all say about it. Historic yes. downtown. And visit they all our say museum. Sleepy eyes know uh, they're uh, they're I've the same thing. I've never been to Sleepy. So, oh yeah, I've been there many times. Here's a I've little town times. ball lesson. Right. Uh, after the war in the late '40s, early '50s, when they were pl- paying town team players, they mm-hmm. paying guys to come in, and the two big leagues were the Southern Mini. Mm-hmm. Which had Austin, Rochester, Albert Lee, Faribault, Owatonna, basically the big nine Mm -hmm. conference. But these towns, I mean, they had Sam, Sad Sam Jones and, you know, Austin, and they paid big. But the, it's equivalent in the West was the Western Mini and Sleepy Eye, Springfield, New Ellen, Marshall. I, I don't know what the other, but there were six, Fairfax was in it for a while. There was... Seven or eight of there. Then these were the, they were the best leagues in the state that paid the most money, and Sleepy Eye was always in that league. That was a good baseball town. Who was so. the who? Who did your dad bring in? He brought in in 1949. He brought in Hilton Smith and Earl Ashby. Mm-hmm. Uh, being the, being the liberal <laughs> thinker that he was, right, he wanted right. to integrate Murray County. All so right, he right. brought in. Uh, well, hi, brought in it? two. I'm sure he referred to them as African Americans. He brought in in 1949. Probably, yes. Well, how did they how did they fare? They were very good. No, no, he, no. How did the community react? I yeah, did I they live at your house? They lived well. I don't know where Earl Earl lived downtown. According uh, to the state board, yes, they lived yeah, in right yeah. house. Well, <laughs> well, they. My dad had an apartment building, and that Smith, Hilton oh. Smith, and his family lived in one of the four apartments, which yeah. was they were pretty good size. And he ended up in the Hall of Fame. You know, he was a Kansas City monarch. Right. He was Satchel's pitching buddy, and then his arm went dead, and my dad <laughs> got him to come to Folda in 1949. But the other guy, Earl Ashby, was single. Oh, in the Fullest sense of the uh-huh, word, right? I guess. Got it. And uh, that caused a little more civic uh, unrest, I think. <laughs> civic <laughs> unrest. Because he lived downtown. God, here he comes again. He yeah. lived downtown. Morning, in, ma'am. In an apartment above one of the <laughs> yeah. stores downtown. <laughs> but they said he used to get all dolled up yep. and ride the train out to the Kimbry Bar. 
Oh, yeah. And, uh, and once in a wow. while, there would be a couple of farm ladies who'd meet him there and stuff. Sure. So I don't know. So Earl. Darn his uniform. Mm-hmm. Darn his socks. He ended up getting murdered oh, years wow. later in, uh, I think, Rochester, New York, somewhere in that. He was playing in that league. and I, I Well, think this it, wasn't a result of messing with Pinky, was it? It, it was messing with uh, the, the rumor was it Ooh. was uh, it was uh, undefeated related. <laughs> yes, undefeated, undefeated related. Yes, the rumor was, but he got he got shot. I don't know what uh, he got. Shades he of Lyman Bostock. Yeah, although this was right. This was this was actual in the act apparently. Yeah, like oh, wow. Lyman oh, was, was just an innocent bystander right near a car. Earl, but uh, my my brother was the Bat Boy. Mm-hmm. For that team, so um, he was, mm-hmm. uh, he got to know. Or that's the, the famous story. I wrote this story that Earl Shingard broke. He was a catcher, you know. Earl Shingard broke, and you don't have extra shin guards. And the Iona team wouldn't let him no. use a shin guard, mm-hmm. man. You get back there and suffer. Can't be letting a black guy use one of your shin guards. You never know what might happen. Oh, that would be tough catching without a shin guard. Yeah. I, I don't well, think I'd sign Apparently, Earl for said. Went back, squatted down behind the plate, and said, "Throw the bleeping ball!" And, wow, and, uh, let's go. Yeah. So anyway, well, that's uh, anyway. That's the story of Sleepy Eye Baseball. Nice. All right. So the uh, Stones. Yes, yeah. sir. Was it sad? No, actually, I the the worst part about the show was just the acoustics inside U.S. It's bad Stadium. in there, huh? They tried to improve it because it was really bad at the beginning, and I've uh, attended a couple of shows, and I told Joe and Rook earlier, but. If you are close to the stage, it's great. Mm-hmm. But if you're further away from the stage, it's the the acoustics are not good at all. You think glass might not help? I don't, I don't know. know. It's a shame. I was telling these boys earlier. You would think in the creation of a building that expensive, you would you, take acoustics yes, into consideration. Yes, yes. And, you know, the Metrodome was notoriously horrible, right? Yeah. Right. yeah. Yeah. Well, what's the best in town? Well, for an, I was just telling Pat before we started T- recording, TC or Huntington Bank Huntington, Stadium. That's uh, a great just, spot. Just play outside. Yeah, right? I mean, because Joe and I were at the U two show there. It was fantastic. Yeah. That was that was one of the best live. Remember that? Even I do. <laughs> even Target Field's not bad for acoustics <laughs> when they have their outdoor That's a shows. Good one. Well, the XL isn't bad. No, the X is ba- the X is pretty. The X good, is pretty good. Yeah. yeah. All right. I thought the uh, Milwaukee Arena was pretty good, but what I paid for my tickets, I can't really tell you because I don't know how it sounds. Yeah, you're a connoisseur of fine music and um, classical. And Mm -hmm. I have one observation from the week's NFL schedule. Yes, what the hell's wrong with Kansas City? I don't know, man. Their defense is terrible. Their defense is terrible, but now their offense is terrible too. Pat Mahomes looked horrible. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they were shut out in the first half, right? Well, they only scored three points, but yeah, they. (laughs) Wow. They were. uh, I don't think it's Andy's fault, but I don't think Andy's been the same since his. uh, son, the son, uh, son mm-hmm. while well, the son ran into the, she the son in killed jail? the little girl. Oh, I, did she die? Didn't she? No, she got badly. Plus, he had a, a health episode in a couple of weeks ago, mm-hmm. right after the game. Yeah, or during? Was it during the game? I can't remember. But I, I'm oh, with, that's I'm right. With he had to go. But yeah, I'm with you. Uh, I don't know because they were not prepared for the Super Bowl last year. No, you know, I'm developing a theory about uh, Tom Brady. He's pretty good. I think he's an alien. (laughs) (laughs) It's not bad. Dorian Gray lives, man. Well, I mean, everything he does works out right. Yesterday he gives a cancer survivor his hat. (laughs) 
He stops the game. They see him. Did in he the, know it was a kid? Yeah, you know, the, the kid. Dad, the dad held up a sign. You help my son get better or something. So, yeah. so Brady goes and gets one of his hats, mm-hmm. his Tampa Bay baseball mm-hmm. caps, and hands it to the kid and shakes his hand. Everything he does. Yeah, but then he's, he's gonna, an alien. Then he's, he's got to go home to Giselle. And yeah, what see what fun, I mean? What right. fun can that Everything's... be? You left your socks <laughs> under the bed again. <laughs> <laughs> what fun can that be? Yeah, yeah, that's too bad. Giselle, and you know what he's got? He's got the wife that'll defend him too. Yeah. Oh, she, she likes him. The, uh, She's got the wife that's on his side. Explain how that works. The I wife don't know. <laughs> in your, you know, your history, you yes. usually have some of that too, yeah. don't you? No. I'm a loser in the no. game of flaws. If he'd won six, is it six Super Bowls or yes. seven? Seven. Seven. He's seven, won then. seven. He's appeared in not, uh, ten. Yeah. Because he lost two to the Giants and one to the Eagles here. Yeah, it's amazing. Six hundred touchdown passes. In the NFL, that only counts the regular season. Yeah. That's only the regular season, But he threw the Super Bowl trophy across a vast amount of water (laughs) in Tampa Bay, and and whoever was on the other boat caught it. (laughs) He threw it to Grog. Grog caught it. Everything he does Everybody else would have went, oh, it would have sunk. That would have been. That would have been. That would have oh, lost the image. And remember, the uh, the daughter of the sculptor was offended that, and everyone said, "Shut up!" Yeah, you know, no, she please, was trying please. to play this victim card. And everyone said, "Shut up!" Oh, the the daughter of the designer, of the, the original, trophy or the original something? trophy designer. Yeah, 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 what right. a bunch of BS. He it was in it was in alien hands. It wasn't going to go in the bottom. Right, of the lake. he would have just gotten it there somehow. <laughs> right. Uh, Britt Reed, Andy Reed's son. Uh, has a trial date set for April 18, 2022. He's pleaded not guilty to that charge in the summer, and the five-year-old girl, Ariel Young, was left with a serious brain injury. Yeah. He'll, uh, he'll uh, plead guilty to something beyond the charge. So how about Eddie, Eddie, Eddie? Oh. Is this unbelievable? Is this it's David Ortiz amazing. part two? Huh? Just amazing. Is this David Ortiz well, part no, two? Well, no, he's only been there. Run through the know, story again once. for me why he left here. What okay, happened? Eddie would have been arbitration eligible. At the beginning of this Not, current at season. At the beginning of this. Two years ago, when they hit all the home runs, mm-hmm. Eddie knocked in 109 runs. Yep. With 32, 34 home, home runs. 32. 32 home runs, 109 RBIs. Last year, mini season. Wasn't as good, but uh, he was, you know, he was okay. But they, well, I think the main reason is they had Kirilov on the way, and, and they Larnick. thought he was going to, well, Larnick a little later. But but they didn't, if he'd gone to arbitration, maybe he would have gotten 11 or $12 million. They didn't want to pay him that much. They put him on waivers. Nobody claimed him. So, because knowing that he would go to arbitration, Cleveland him for eight. Cleveland got him for eight. Mm-hmm. He wasn't real good in Cleveland. He was beat up. He had a bad knee or back or something. So this season he started. He with started Cleveland. with Cleveland at a discount rate. Right, eight million, nothing. You know, his one year that he was going to get paid by the Twins, they had the strike, and he didn't get. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, not the strike. They had the pandemic, pandemic and they yeah. only played. He only got thirty-eight percent of his nine million or whatever it was. So, the two months to go in a season, Cleveland knows they're not going anywhere, and they want to get out from under two point six million. That's it. Huh? So they give him to Atlanta for Pablo Sandoval, who was making a million, and then they two hours later they release Pablo Sandoval. So they just 
They gave him away. They just gave him away. and wow. To save a million and, and a half bucks. And, and all of, two and a half, but yeah, all of uh, Atlanta's outfielders were hurt, and they went and got four outfielders. Mm-hmm. Uh, they the, Their best player in the National League is Ronald Acuna, Ju- Acuna Jr., who's one of their outfielders who's missed the whole year. Uh, what's knee? Is it yeah, the ACL, knee. I think. And... So they got him, they got this Jack Peterson, they got Jorge Soler, Soler and Adam Duvall, right? Mm-hmm. They got four outfielders. And for a time there, when all of them were healthy, Eddie wasn't playing every day. He was kind of playing against when right When did he join right the Braves? Uh, the trade uh, first of August, you know. Jeez. And he was doing okay. He wasn't mm-hmm. great. But, man, he's got a, you know, he's always... He's always been hot and cold, you know, and when he's hot, he's hot. But he's never been like this. This is amazing. When he's at the plate, he's got a different look about him. Like he's well, what did I hate to use the term, but he's focused. When I when I was watching this, the thought that occurred to me was what Minkiewicz told you about him when he said he just he's got to be interested. Yeah, you know, and and obviously the National League Championship Series would get a guy interested <laughs> a little bit, but. Well, remember the but remember the this the the one game wild card against the Yankees that the Twins lost. He had, he had a home run. Right he had a hand. home run. They also had three other hits that day. He was. Yeah, great. But they. Uh, but here's the thing: watching him, he took some pitches two inches off the plate. He he wasn't hacking. You know, he wasn't hacking like a wild man. He was make if they if they threw it in the zone, he was ready to hit it. The two outs, Joe on. Uh, in game six were a rocket to right and then the one that almost went out in center field mm-hmm. it's uh and he didn't get his uh he didn't get his uh cycle in uh the other game no, he settled for two he, home he, runs. Over, <laughs> yeah, he hit two home runs Joe, instead rem- you know what he achieved he achieved the status of you must watch his at bats yes yes he yeah did. that's yeah. true so you remember last week when you and I were complaining that we didn't really have a team to root for? Right. Of the four teams that I were left? I think I do know. But yeah. here's why, I, and I, I should have texted this to you, here's why I am cheering for Atlanta, even though the 91 Chris Reavers is not supposed to cheer for Atlanta. I am now rooting for them because, remember, baseball stole the All-Star game from them mm-hmm. over the, the voting, voting controversy. Yeah. So that's now why I'm, I'm rooting for the Braves, even though I'm not supposed to because, you know, I'm a Twins fan. Well... Why are you mad at the Braves? Hell, they let us throw a guy off first base and didn't do anything about it. You know, the wrestling well, guy know, off just, first base. You know, I was 13 back then, so I'm just supposed to hate the Braves. It's yeah, the but same the reason. Twins won. I know, yeah, but that's, yeah, that's... The Braves, yeah, right. I mean, if you want to hate somebody, hate hate all those teams that beat the Vikings in Super Bowls yes. way back Don't when, worry, I do too. Before you were born. <laughs> oh, they sent a death threat to my bleeping mother. <laughs> <laughs> Is that Herbeck? Herbeck. Yes. Yes. But... Uh, what did you call was him? Was it Ronnie Gant? Pro wrestling? Huh? What did you call him? The king of pro wrestling? Or the first base wrestling? Or first base, the yeah. world champion of first base wrestling. <laughs> Undefeated champion. Because remember a year or two later, this guy came trying to slide back on his belly, and he just like collapsed on him. He just like did that. <laughs> with the ball. He just went, ooh. <laughs> and, and pinned the guy down like two feet away from the bag somebody, and slapped uh, it in. Somebody put that up, that little clip up of when Tappany fields the ball and throws it to Herbeck, and then Herbeck pulls Gant off the bag, and the, the caption just reads, well, clearly the law of physics indicates that Gant's momentum was taking him way off the bag. Who made that call? I can't remember who the up was. It was it unbelievable. Because that was game two, right? It would have taken, it would have taken 40... 
It would have taken 14 seconds to overturn that in the oh day of replay. Yes. No, he goes to second. Right. <laughs> uh, game two. Let's see. Uh, I have the box screw here, but why are they? Yeah, it was game two because, uh, well, if you you got to look at baseball reference for list of the umpires, I think. So in I the meantime, Rodgers continues to tear it up. He had kind of a mild game yesterday, but Drew they've, Koble? Drew Koble. Drew Koble. Yep. Okay, they've won six in a row. Yeah, uh, they've, un, you know, they gave up four hundred yards to the Washington football team yesterday too. Yeah, that's true. Why can't we get a nickname? I don't know. I don't know what they're waiting. No, for. they're Snyder. staying with it. They're not. They're that's what they're going with. I don't think so. Well, that's the Pelissero had a story on it a while, a couple weeks ago. That, that this is what they were gonna that they were gonna keep this as their name going forever. Forward. I think so. I, I'm this all, is their form of protest, apparently. But Pat here, so I have the game. Well, two. supposedly, what I'd read is Snyder's on suspension here from running the team for a year, or so that they were gonna wait. Okay, uh, here's. I the, think you can sell. You can't turn down the the jersey money when you break out a new name. I I can't believe they're gonna. That's do that. true. Uh, here's the Wikipedia report of the incident in Game 2. Gant heading back to the first base, standing up but off balance, and in the process became entangled with Herbeck, <laughs> who continued to apply the tag and could be seen pulling Gant off the bag with his glove arm. First base umpire Drew Koble called Gant out. A furious Gant and first base coach Pat Corrales Argued oh, to Corrales no avail. Was the up, yeah, he, he's a red ass. Coble said in an interview conducted for the home video recap of the series that, in his view, Gant was not in control of his body when he returned to the base. <laughs> that his own momentum caused him to get entangled That's with Herbeck. That's what Kelly always said. Don't go back to the first base standing up. Go back, Anything yep. you do, you deserve. You yep. Know. Go back, go back. With there be, this is from the Atlanta uh, Journal Constitution. With there being no instant replay, the play was not reversed, and the Braves would lose the game three to two. To rub salt into the wound, this is a 2015 story. In 2011, the Twins gave out bobbleheads commemorating the 20th anniversary <laughs> of the play. 24 years later, Gantt still says he was safe, but that was his fault for not sliding back into the base. The ump got it wrong. I still believe that was my fault because I was tight. I was taught to slide back into any base, and I went back into first standing up. I got back in my f- in feet first. Then that doesn't happen, but it still doesn't make it right because we may have won the game. So, Rook, to commemorate that, we had Ron Gant on the show when I was producing Judd's show. I think at that time he was with Joe Anderson. Oh, I think I remember that. And Ron Gant called in because I think he was working for the MLB Network. <laughs> and Judd asked him the question. You know, we had talked about, hey, how is this team, that team? And then he gets into the, the play. And there was at least eight seconds of silence to the point where I thought he hung up on us. Oh, wow. And he said, I'll be politically correct. I knew you guys were going to ask me. And he was, I mean, you could tell it still made him mad thinking about that. Hey, what is, today was you won game seven. Game seven of the 87 series. So this was the first one. Oh, yeah. Well, when was the other one then? October October 28th, I believe. Well, I just had the page. Do you want to feel old? Eddie, Eddie Rosario, born... September twenty eighth, nineteen ninety one. Just to say, no, month, I mean, uh, sorry, game a month seven before of the, they won. Huh? Uh, game seven of the ninety one was October twenty seventh against Atlanta. Well, that's game seven. Tonight, that's what four it, days what's later? Today? What's today? Today's the twenty fifth. Twenty five. Twenty fifth. Okay. Yep. They right. had the parade. When they had the parade, was it snowing? No, no. They but it was got cold. the. Uh, they've they've won a game on Sunday and uh, Tuesday was uh, the the second parade, and then the snow started on Thursday, I believe. Thursday night, yeah. Two months till Christmas. 31 inches. Mm-hmm. 
I wish somebody would write about the Halloween blizzard. You know what? I didn't shovel that time. I that had to get that somebody to snow do melted. Did it? Yeah, we before had, before winter. I mean, stay, then then, then winter kicked in again. But that snow I, all left. You know what I liked watching the football game last night? Mm. The fact that it was raining mm-hmm. in California. I was. I'm all in favor of oh, some rain. California from rain. California, yes. 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 Maybe get some water back in the uh, in the yeah, rivers. But now and they'll lakes. all complain because of landslides and mud. Well, and, that stuff happens. That's right. You know. Especially if you don't manage your forests and they burn down. And you gotta have uh, you gotta have uh, water. One of the things I remember most about the 1991 blizzard, I could not make it in. I was a weekend overnight guy, couldn't make it in. And Lauren Screener Boy Davis, <laughs> Lauren Screener Boy Davis uh, had punched a hole into the uh, the uh, candy the candy thing because. Well, because he thought he was going to, he couldn't order pizza. Okay. He didn't have any food. So he smashed a hole in an into act the. Of yeah, I was hungry. He thought he was going to be left there like the, the Dahmer party of like, whatever. So he punched in. I don't know how much he ate, but it was just, that was a vague memory. Everybody was like, everybody said, yeah. why did you. He's like, I didn't know when I was going to be able to get out of here. Well, it's not like, you know, the, the big snowplow was going to come out four hours later. Oh, my gosh. That was hilarious. Well, he could have very well been trapped there. Yeah, he could have. So he punched no the one was vending getting machine. Around. Yeah, the vending machine that was in the in the back when you first, mm-hmm. yeah. when you came in those two gray God, doors in the back. that'd be hard on the hand. Oh, well, he may have used a hammer. Maybe yeah. he grabbed one of Norm Pasternick's so to hammer. We couldn't leave our house for a couple of days. Oh. I think I was staying with Mick and her parents. You know, overnight guys in radio oh boy. have a tendency yeah. to be Ooh. a bit strange. Yes, yeah. yes, 100%. Yeah. It, uh, you know, the it's over, a lot of downtime. The guy who's in here when he's not doing live, I mean, not live programming, I mean, just the guy who's got to run the crap all night long, yeah. Art Bell and that and stuff. And during the winter... Bob Davis, wasn't he an overnight guy? Yep. Yeah, during the winter months, too, if you... Um, I don't know anybody that did this, but if you got a little tired and it was a little chilly but nice and warm in, in the yeah. uh, host studio, a guy might just kind of <laughs> just kind of nuzzle up in the corner might and miss then a, might miss him, and then be awakened by an a screaming bell and a bright searchlight outside the big window going. We're not on the air. Dead and then look at go, how long was I sleeping? <laughs> that happened only once, and I thought for sure Mr. Hubbard was listening and I was going to get a call. But it was, you know, 3.30 in the morning. Yeah. Oh, my. That thing was loud when we went off the air. I'm not upset at my Wilds loss yesterday. I am. Nah, you're not going to win them all, pal. Plus, no, Matthew Mikulski uh, Jr. said the Wild three. might not ever lose you, a game. You can't, win, you can't give up three. You got to uh, stop falling behind all the time because that sometimes you're going to. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you ain't going to catch up. Mm-hmm. But uh, how the uh, how the Finlander look? Uh, he gave up three quick ones. Huh? Yeah. Although the boys were on the penalty, uh, but he was four penalties in the first. Couple quarter, deflections first though, period. and. Uh, you know, what do you do when somebody's sitting and deflects a puck and you think it's coming here and you're like this and then it goes in over there? So, hey, oh, I'm sorry. Go, no, I'm, Speaking I, of that, I, I was driving to the concert, so I listened to it on the radio and I had to listen to the game on Saturday in the radio. Curtsy did both games. I thought he hung Curtsy's them up. He's doing 20 home games. Oh, okay. He's doing 20 home games. Okay. Yeah. Which is good because I love yeah. He yeah. sounded great. Yeah, I love listening. My to report for Saturday night, I, I did watch the game at Tom. I've never done this, but we watched the game at Tom Reed's. Prior to that, it, uh, the game, it was plump full and downtown was hopping. And then, you know, everything cleared out. And then after the game, 
uh, everybody was hanging yeah, out. Yeah. It was a Saturday night, yeah. So uh, opening night, they were they were back in the bars because they were all walking down the street right. chanting, "Let's go wild!" Because yeah, right, yeah. the great win. So yeah, you know, hockey fans and the youth of them, they just they just keep. Going at it, man. The uh, the family of four from Woodbury is going to keep coming back to downtown mm-hmm. St. Paul. Well, that's good. Now they go on another West Coast swing. I don't like that. I want them at home. Let's go. The, uh, the Wilds. We go to the Vegas. Going to the bank. I uh, no, I go to Seattle. I, oh, that's right. Going going the Kraken. Crackheads. Crack, the, the Crackheads have their great opening. It was fan- by the way. What did uh, Judd tell me that uh, Todd Lewicki has come up with? He retired jersey number 32 mm. in honor of the fans on opening night. Here it was number one, right? Why 32? Yeah, I believe it was. 32 him. because they're the 32nd team, and they claim opening day they had 32,000 people commit to season tickets, which he made up, obviously, to fix with the right, 32 right. thing. But yeah, the opening Funny how that works that's, out. That's, yeah. But retiring a number in honor of the fans before there's been a game is a... Uh, it's a new move. Yeah. It's a buddy. He did yeah. it here. Yeah. I wonder that's a got, proactive move. I wonder what they came up with for... Because they already declared it to be the state of football, you know, out there. Oh, okay. when they yeah. when they When they first went out there and... Got the new football yep. stadium. They became the state of football. Could be raining the there tonight. There's a money yeah, night game supposed there. to be. Yeah. Uh, so supposed to be. That's all right. We want rain. Yeah, Just, I do too. Yeah, got a. You know, we we need some rain. Really quick. Speaking of football, uh, I know you like a good bet there, Such. Yeah. And, and Pat. And final cl- final comments. So Adam Thielen and C.J. Ham apparently made a bet, uh, and the loser, which was Adam Thielen, had to wear an Augustana football T-shirt to practice today. I like a good-natured bet like that. against the Augustana guy. Did you see what the Bukesteads did to uh, for the the Halloween thing on uh, who? What's the name of the kid? Uh, the forward kind of Tyler Bukestead. No, Nick Bukestead. Or Nick Bukestead. Here. Uh, in a, in a Halloween well, yeah, costume? One of, one of the, they had a Halloween Yeah, they had a competition, the NHL. They had a comp- he came, he got his hair cut. Who's that? Give me some of their forwards. Feligno. No, some of their obscure, more obscure forwards. The kid's been around. kid had a pretty good I know the picture year. you're talking about. Yeah. I saw it. Uh, it um, Who knows? Yeah, oh, I just saw their Give me their okay. names. Give yeah. me their names. Give me go. their names. We gotta what get are the, the names gotta, of the guys? We got to get the names. We need the names of the guys. Okay. You got to stay here. We need I the know, names I'm of the guys. The we got to get the names of the guys. But the best part is, is, is the guy. You know, give us the names. Come on. <laughs> Who are you talking give about? Give me the wild roster. <laughs> we got to come up for you. Here we go. Susie. I got it. No, no we, Susie's we, in, he's a crackhead. Oh, he left it right. a crackhead. Parisi. No. <laughs> Cam. Eck. Zuccarello. Greenway. Hartman. Feligno. Rask. Keep going. Are there for Fiala. Kevin. Nico Strom. Nico, Nico Strom. Number seven. Nico Nick, right. Strom. He goes and gets Nico Strom's haircut and did some other stuff to look exactly like Nico Strom. But the best part is his wife was what? A hockey player, right? Or his wife 
play college hockey for some of yes. some sport for right. some college obscure college. Okay. She went through this the wife's Nico Strum's wife's parents and got a uniform. All right. Got the uniform that the wife wore for that college. So they showed up as the couple he got, he That's did, clever. He did his I whole see. haircut, that's but the effort. wife also was dressed up right. as the wife. That's that's an effort. No, that's like that pretty effort. good. And that that's not good. just jumping out from behind a corner and going boo. Right. Who does that? Right. Even yeah, though it's right, fun, right, right. rookie would just put the mask on and jump yeah. out. Right. Joe, yeah, clown right. mask and jumping out isn't as fun. I, that's my idea of a Halloween laugh right okay. there. Yes. When is Halloween? Sunday night, thirty first. When the Vikings host the Cowboys on Woo! Sunday Night Football. You know what? The uh, blood alcohol content <laughs> of the air in there will be <laughs> .19. What did Seifert call it the last time the Cowboys were here for a night game? He said it's the most the, the drunkest crowd I have ever seen mm-hmm. at a football game. Ooh. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's, Halloween. that's something. He's never been to Philadelphia, the old place. But anyway. All right. All right. Got to go to the bank. bank. Yeah. Why don't Pat does? EcoFun has e-bikes in stock. And why is that important? Because every other bike retailer is out of stock and will not be getting new e-bikes until December or January. You can't even get one for Christmas from them. The weather is warming up, so if you are in the market for an e-bike scooter or ATV, Go to EcoFun right now. EcoFun Motorsports in Forest Lake. Talk with Tim Bloom, the owner of EcoFun Motorsports in Forest Lake. Tim and his family will help you select the e-bike that is right for you, and they will deliver it to your front door in the metro area. Right now, EcoFun has Bentelli e-bikes and Yamaha motor assist bikes in stock. EcoFun also carries the full line of Yamaha scooters, motorcycles, and a wide variety of Yamaha ATVs, including ATVs for kids. Check out EcoFun Motorsports in Forest Lake and online at EcoFunMotorsports.com and tell Tim that that old bicycler Patrick Racy sent you. Hey, GLers, it's Reavers here once again for Mr. Money Talk, Josh Arnold. And as you've been hearing over the course of the last couple of months, Josh asks you one simple question, and that's always, do you know what you own? You see, Josh's clients, they always know what they own. And Josh has found that most people that he meets with every single day, well, they don't. They absolutely have no idea. Josh has also seen retirement portfolios that have a big percentage in bonds. And there are real instances of people paying more in commissions and fees than they can possibly make on the rate of return that those bonds currently yield. So Josh begs of you, know what you own. And you'll hear from Mr. Money Talk later today here in Garage Logic to give you a specialized report on the goings-on in the market today. Trust is often overused, and it's even harder to find. Please, you can take it from me that you can trust Josh. So give him a call today for that free 48-minute financial consultation, and you do so by calling 952 952- 925-5608. Once again, that's 952-925-5608 for Mr. Money Talk, Josh Arnold. This is Patrick Gracie for The Canopy Group. Your kids are back in school, and when they get home, they do their homework, or they're supposed to do their homework. Why don't you do your homework? You have been with that same home and auto insurance company that has only one agent who represents only one insurance company for years. You deserve options. 
Let's face it, your insurance needs change as the years go by. Insurance companies' rates certainly change as the years go by. That is why the Canopy Group provides you with 16 options, not one, 16. Don't tell your kids, but you can outsource your homework to the Canopy Group. They will teach you how they find the best insurance coverage for the best price, not only today, but each and every year. Contact the Canopy Group at 800-967-3389 or visit thecanopygroup.com and let them do the homework for you.